up, everybody? We back. R2C2, another week. I'm back. I'm finally back. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, happy New Year. Happy New Year, bro. No, you attended to some family things, man. Certainly sending love to you guys. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Yeah. Um, and uh, before that, pulled off the, uh, what was it, 36 hours in Vegas? Man. Yeah, it was. It was good. It was a good New Year's Eve, though. We flew in. Um, touchdown, took the kids um, to this place called Mega Mart. It's like a museum where you go in there and take pictures like this big ass thing. Um, went to Carbones, woke up, went to, uh, we saw the fireworks, woke up, went to the game, and got on the plane. It was, it was a good weekend. <laughs> That's awesome, good, man. It was aggressive, but it worked out. It was yeah, good. Yeah, super aggressive. I and mean, then we, we probably you, spent maybe fucking six hours in the room. Really? <laughs> yeah. That is hilarious, man. Were all the kids, did all the kids enjoy it too? Yeah, the kids loved it. It was Jaden's first time being in Vegas, so it was good. We got a chance to see Bruno Mars. Uh, it was it was a good good uh good holiday weekend. What made you guys do it? Like it's it's a it's a it's it's a ballsy move to say, you know what? We're, we're gonna going go to for Vegas. 36 hours and yeah, we're gonna you pack all this in. We always we're never home on New Year's. Like we mm. we just are never home and and this year uh Saya is a she's a big time dancer in her school Holy Angels they're the number one dance team in the state so they practice like crazy so wow. she couldn't she, we couldn't leave we couldn't go anywhere we usually go to Bahamas DR or something um so we were like I, I was like man the Raiders are playing the Niners I knew it was going to be a lot of people from the bay out there and uh we just decided to do it so it was good we left Saya behind um Saya and my mom stayed behind but you know me Jaden Amber, um, Carter, and Lil C, we, we flew out there 36 hours and everything we had, to, I mean, everything had to be right on schedule. Yeah. And it, and it was. We, it worked out perfectly. We got lucky. You pulled it off, man. Well, we got lucky. Well, well done, C. Um, there's a little uh, interesting baseball news, which we'll get to in a moment, but we wanted to start where all of our attention as sports fans is this weekend, C, and that is the NFL playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, you, we, we get, first of all, wild card weekend is even, I think, even more fun now with the extra playoff team. You know, it's just I love like, wild card weekend, man. Yeah, it is. It's great. It's and we so get, much fun. It, and, you know, be, because of it, you get, so Saturday, you get the two games, the 430 and the 815. You get Seattle, San Francisco, and then... Uh, the Chargers at Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Then Sunday, you get a full slate. You get a, like a normal football Sunday because you have 1 o'clock with the Bills hosting the Dolphins. Then you have 4.30 with the Giants uh, at Minnesota. And then you have the final game with Cincinnati hosting Baltimore. Um, and then you get a Monday night game, which is a great game with Dallas at Tampa Bay. So it's just like the added game, see, first of all, because of it, you get an extra day, and then you also get that like full slate um, on uh, on Sunday, which I really like. Yeah, man, it's it's cool. It's like Sunday's gonna be like a Thanksgiving watch. You know what I'm saying? Where yeah. you get the the early game, you got the the game that everybody be paying attention to, which is the four o'clock was the Giants and the Vikings, and then you got the late game. So I think that Monday night game is gonna be epic, though. I think that's gonna be. Um, you know, Dallas and and going against Tom Brady and the Bucks. I think that's going to be a lot of fun to watch, and especially with Dallas's struggles here lately. I mean, obviously we know they got the team to 
to contend for a Super Bowl, but you know, you got to go out there and execute. So it's going to be fun to see how this shit shakes out, especially this weekend. It's going to be, uh, should be interesting. I mean, the the Giants have a chance to knock off the Vikings for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Like, and my guy, sure. Kirk Cousins. And your guy, Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Kirk Cousins and Danny Dimes going up against each other. <laughs> hey, Same two quarterbacks. Guy. Same two, guy. <laughs> two quarterbacks that I believe in. Two, two, two quarterbacks. Now, that- what did uh, Saquon call him? Vanilla Vic. That's his name. Vanilla Vic. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me tell you something. He looked really good two weeks ago, man. He played an outstanding game with them clinching a playoff spot. I, I love the fact that they uh, sat everybody too. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you, that's I mean that's the right way to do it is be able, you know you're in sit everybody and they still played a, ge- a great game. They they played the the Eagles tough. Eagles yeah. had to play their starters that whole game to be able to get that number one seat. And, and the way I look at it too, see, is you know for this team especially for the Giants, like your goal, I mean, first of all, I don't even know if people would say the goal was to make the playoffs because I don't think anybody was expecting that, right? But like your goal or like a goal that maybe even wasn't on the table was achieved. No reason to mess around with that week 17 with nothing on the table for you. And I'm glad, I agree. I'm glad they rested who they did. This has been a year that has, for me, made me believe in Daniel Jones. And I think the reason is like I've seen him make plays. I've seen him win games. I've seen him reduce the mistakes. And I've also seen him do all this without any kind of premier receivers or anything close to it. You know, like, I mean, yeah, Saquon Barkley, um, you know, performed and St- this Sterling year. Shepherd, like, Sterling Shepard went down early. Yeah. And, 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 Saquon and he was Barkley, having a good year. He was. He was. Barkley, all-world all running back who, who has played like it, right? But other than that, there's not a receiver there that you'd say is anything, you know, close to a Pro Bowl caliber receiver. Like, what what does Daniel Jones look like if he actually gets some top-tier wide receiver targets? So I think it's been a big year for him, and I agree. See, that's – like, that is maybe the most intriguing – that in the Monday night games I think are the biggest, like, intrigue matchups this weekend. You know what's crazy, too, is that I think the Jags are going to beat the Chargers, bro. <laughs> I think they could, man. I, I think they Their are. Their defense I, I, hosting. Yeah, and I think, uh, yeah, and they, they, first of all, they playing it in Jacksonville, and I think, you know, Nick Bosa being hurt, I think it's going to obviously help the, the Jaguars. But I just think that they on a roll. They've been playing good. Defense is good. Trevor Lawrence is doing enough, like making enough steps, you know, in the right direction to, to turn this, to, you know, not turn it around. Obviously, they're in the playoffs, but to take the next step to beat that elite quarterback. And I think, this might be. I think this. I think they're gonna win this weekend. Does it shake your confidence at all? How uh, not great Lawrence looked in the finale against uh, Tennessee last week? No, because uh, those games are division. Those division games are tough, man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And and you know, trying to trying to go out and win the AFC South was you know it's a big game. And obviously he didn't play well, but I think I think he can turn it around and play well against the Chargers. If Derwin James is not like all over the field and playing well, and Nick Bosa's hurt, the Chargers are not very that great. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like they should be a lot better. I think it's the coaching. Um, they have everything to to be a great team, but it just seems the culture is not right over there. So that Saturday, do you give Seattle any shot whatsoever in San Francisco? Man, the only the only reason I say that they might have a shot. 
is because they in the same division. Yep. Um, and you got a rookie quarterback making his first playoff start. You know what I'm saying? But the Niners are fucking. I think they're the best team in the playoffs, bro. I think I they mean, are I, too. Uh, you know, their, their record's not going to say it. I mean, I know you know Philly's been the best team all season, but just the pieces and everything that they have, um, the Niners are pretty fucking good, bro. And they're physical and fast, and like they play fast and play. Like they play to hit you in the mouth, so I just I like their their style of football. I hate saying that because I fucking hate the 49ers, <laughs> but I love the brand of football that they play, and I think it's going to serve them well in the playoffs. I mean, it is also like the most incredible testament to what they have built and 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 what Kyle Shanahan has going there to to see this team with three different quarterbacks this season and look at them. And say, yeah, they're the best team. Like, how Man. many how many teams could you say they're going to go to their third quarterback of the year and be by far and away, or look like by far and away the best team in the NFL going into the playoffs? You know what's crazy is that this is the this is the best their offenses look too with the third string quarterback, right? Yeah, like this is the best that they've been clicking on offense with Brock Purdy in there. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, it's almost like like trade both of the other guys and like yeah. let's just rock out with this guy and see what you can get for Trey Lance and and Jimmy Garoppolo. It's also what I like about it too, see, is it's a no excuses type thing, right? Like they didn't they didn't lose their quarterback and say we can't do this. They didn't lose their backup quarterback and say we can't do this. Obviously their backup was someone they've done it with before, but you know, they they're built to withstand any individual injury. And in football you need that. Like, yeah. you know, okay, there are some exceptions, of course. Like, Patrick Mahomes goes down. He's such a unique, singular talent. Like, you're not going to be able to withstand that. But if you are a team that has a, a good quarterback, but not like a, you know, generational quarterback, you need to not let the whole team fold if that guy goes down, right? And, like, that just goes for any position across the football field, I feel like, because you're going to have injuries. It's football. Like, that's the sport. And the Niners have built their team where it's like, to me, there's no one player that you look at and you say, oh, if he gets hurt, they got no shot. It's like, no. Like, their their system, their mentality, the way they play and their personnel, the depth of it kind of makes it feel like they can win no matter what. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's 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 got it's great to be built like that. You know what I'm saying? They're, I, I think they're the only franchise in the sport that's built that way, where they can have th- two quarterbacks go down and still everybody still be picking them as the best team in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and the depth that they have, like I don't I don't think there's a, any other team that has as much depth and like you said, the mentality that they play with. Right, because if you look at the other teams, top teams in the NFL, right in these playoffs. Okay, you'd say the Bills obviously are incredibly reliant upon their all-world quarterback. Yeah. Right. Obviously, the Bengals, same thing. Nothing's happening if Joe Burrow's not there. With the Chiefs, same thing. Nothing's yep. happening if Patrick Mahomes isn't there. And by the way, there's obviously nothing wrong with that. That's normally how football teams win, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, just is, it just shows you what an incredible outlier the San Francisco 49ers are. That I they mean, can and, and we just named the three best quarterbacks in the league. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Right. Like, exactly. So, I mean, yes. every, everybody else is a, a, a tier below. You know what I mean? Or a tier or two below that. Yes. It <laughs> is. It's amazing that, that San Francisco 
can be as formidable as they are without having one of those quarterbacks. I think that's what's really amazing, and that's that's really the statement about their football team. They're the one team in these playoffs who you look at, and they don't have a quarterback who's anywhere near an MVP race, and you're saying, yeah, but I kind of think they're going to win it all. And they're the only te- they're the only team that that people were picking to win because these other teams like no offense but nobody's picking Miami to win. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like nobody's picking the Giants or, or the Vikings to win. You know what I'm saying? Because they don't have one of these all world quarterbacks. Yeah, that's true. You know that's what I mean? That's 100 true. And you know what? You also Ata makes a really good point. Like the the in season acquisition of Christian McCaffrey. Just incredible. Like his yeah. fit, the way he's used, like, you know, I feel like in the NFL, you usually don't see in-season trades that have that kind of an impact. What the fuck the Panthers were thinking, but there's no way that they should have ever traded that guy to the 49ers. Yeah. Under any as a circumstances. Like yeah. just as a football, like under any circumstances, there's no way he should have got <laughs> traded to the Niners. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck are you guys doing? It's incredible, man. This team now... <laughs> They are. Sorry, we both got... I think San Francisco destroys them, destroys Seattle on Saturday. Um, I, I'm with you, C. I think Jacksonville is going to win that home game. Um, and maybe, you know, maybe Trevor Lawrence takes another step in sort of his, like, ascent into our consciousness about, you know, top quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, how about... Miami, Buffalo, in Buffalo. Do you give Miami any shot to hang without nah, Tua? Well, no Tua. Nah, not at all. I think I think it's going to be Buffalo, especially up there. I mean, in that temperature is going to be cold. So I, I got Buffalo in that one. Same. I, I, I got Buffalo as well. Giants at Minnesota. That's an interesting one. Yeah. I'm going to take your squad, bro. I think I, I'm yeah. going to go with the... All right. I'm gonna go with the Giants, man, and I mean they getting three, they getting three points on my little app right here. But yeah, I think I'm gonna go with the Giants. Um, I just, I, I just don't believe in Kirk Cousins. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I think Minnesota has been underrated for significant periods of this season. However, of course, I'm not gonna pick against the Giants in a game like this where I think they realistically have a chance. But also. Because of what that game on Christmas Eve, I think, did for the Giants' confidence. You know, I think the Giants are the kind of team who, you know, because they haven't been here in such a long time, that kind of performance probably helps a little bit with belief. Also, you got to love Dable, who's done an unbelievable job. New front office as well. Um, I think it's going to be a down-to-the-wire game. I won't be remotely surprised if the Giants lose, but I'm I'm with you, see. I'm going to pick Big Blue to pull it off there um, and to keep this rolling and and give us what will be a really intriguing uh, divisional weekend uh, here in New York. It's just yeah. nice to have a playoff game again, man. Like, that really is. Um, how about uh, Baltimore at Cincinnati? It doesn't look like Lamar Jackson's playing. Do you do you give Baltimore any chance without him to win at Cincinnati? Has been one of the hotter teams in the NFL. Nah, Cincinnati's been on a roll. I mean, I, I, like if if Lamar was playing, I would have picked um, Baltimore just because Cincinnati they've won like nine in a row. I think and it's going to be yep. hard. It's going to be hard for them to like you know keep that up during the playoffs. Um, so I would have picked them if they had, if they had a healthy squad. But I think Cincinnati would without Lamar is just going to be too much for them at, at home. 
Also, Cincinnati, which is sort of the opposite of what they used to be, they sort of have this feel of they know how to win when they have to. Oh, yeah. No, that, you know? that, that's – I mean, but that's Joe Burrow, though, guys. Yeah. Like, that switch with him. Just yeah. like with him him even saying, like, you know, the window. The window. <laughs> yeah, no, but, like – The window's like, as long as he plays. It's yeah. open, guys. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, as long as I'm fucking healthy and I'm out here, it's open. So, that – that the the switch in, like, how you see the, the Bengals – is because of who's playing quarterback. You're right. And it's funny because it is it just shows you how much, you know, like the 49ers are the exception that proves the rule, right? Like what's happening with the Bengals is the rule. Like a quarterback changes everything. And that's and, what I've been saying. That's what I've yes. been saying for so long. And that's why I've been so frustrated with the Vegas situation and, and just understanding that that guy was never going to take us to the Super Bowl. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. he may come to the Jets and have a great couple years, but he's never going to win a Super Bowl. And it yeah. just, just kind of is what it is. Yeah. No, 100%. I, um, I, I think that it's, it's so interesting because, like, for the Bengals, there was, like, this deep-rooted, for a while it was feeling of association with, like, incompetence and failure right mm -hmm. then when marvin lewis got there it was like no like this is a pretty steady you know winning team but always losing the playoffs always year after year after year you get joe burrow there you go to the super bowl now this year you finished the season with eight straight wins like after it looked like oh okay maybe they're not going to be a contender now and now they go into this and i think that Kansas City, Buffalo, Cincinnati. Those are the teams in the AFC, right, that you look at and you say, like, yeah, like they, they got a shot to, to, to go all the way. Three best quarterbacks in the league. Man, it's incredible. And then Monday night, which will be awesome. Glad we get this Monday night game on ESPN. Be a company boy for a second. Um, I, I, I'm pumped about that. Listen to Buck and Aikman and Lisa. Man, I, finally get a good game. The motherfuckers ain't called a good game all year. Did, they had some good games in like, I feel like the, At the end? early, middle. Oh, early? Maybe, yeah, yeah. I feel like they did. But, uh, well, I mean, and they had that, the Jacksonville-Tennessee game was actually interesting the other mm -hmm. night. But, um. I think Tampa's going to win, man. Like, it's as much as Dallas is like the more talented team, obviously had the much better season. Tampa's home, obviously the Brady factor. Like, I maybe, maybe it's just time for the Brady thing to end and this will kind of solidify it. But I just kind of think these two teams have certain inertia like that's carried over from other years at this time of year. And I think Tampa wins. Yeah, I, I I I want Tampa to win just for the drama. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> for the memes and for ESPN and all of the shit that is going to be on Monday, on Tuesday morning if the yeah. if the fucking Cowboys actually lose. Yeah. Like I'm just here for all of that. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't really think that the Bucks can beat them. Like they shouldn't. Like they shouldn't be able to beat them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's a mismatch on paper. I don't care where the fucking games played. Like yeah. the way Tampa's played all year. They've been trash, but the Cowboys, for some reason, love to fucking choke and fuck shit up when it's like in December, January playoff time. So I'm here for it, man. I, I would I would love to see the Cowboys lose for no other reason, just for the drama that we're going to get on Tuesday morning. Just to watch Stephen A. Tuesday the Mike morning. Mike McCarthy fucking, is he going to get fired? Then we get to hear Jerry Jones later in the week. Like all of that shit, I'm here for it. So, hey. Yeah. Marcus Spears had a great thing the other day on SportsCenter. I was flying back from Miami watching where he was like, 
he's like, I don't want to hear it with like Mike McCarthy getting fired. He's like, this dude, three years, he's gotten the playoffs two times. Have they won 12 games twice too, maybe? And and he's like, think about what the years were like before he got there. He's like, and, and I was like, you know, it's a pretty good point. He was like, look at them this year. They were without Dak Prescott for a significant period of time. They still won 12 games. Like, that's pretty impressive. It is. Yeah, for sure. But that, I mean, that, that roster, though, cuz, like, we can probably put a game plan together, me and you, and probably go win a game with that fucking roster. You know no, what I'm man, saying? I like, just play action every play. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Play but action. Like, yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, you get a guy, like, just like what Brian Dable's been able to do in New York. Like, yeah. coaching is a, it makes a big liquid. Yeah, uh, Doug Peterson's done with the Jack with the with the Jaguars. Yeah, you yeah, have yeah. Fucking Urban Meyer down there is the worst fucking team, worst culture ever. You bring yeah. a real NFL coach down there, they make the fucking playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that shit makes a makes a huge difference. You know? Yeah. All right. So you got Dallas. I got Tampa for that game. You, I'm just saying, maybe you bring Sean Payton into Dallas. They may go. They may, he may be able to take them over the top. Maybe he he's you a know guy what I'm who's saying? done it. Yeah. He's a guy who's done. It. But McCarthy's done it too. You know, he's he has yeah. done it. He has. he has done it. <laughs> he has. Um, see, we, okay, so we know we have advancing in this round. What's your Super Bowl prediction? My Super Bowl prediction, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Eagles. I'll go Eagles and Joe Burrow. Okay, Burrow gets back. He's not even taking his teammates with him. It's just going to be Joe standing on the field. It's just going to be Joe Joe and Jamar, guys. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) If they're healthy, that's all they need. (laughs) That'd be a hell of a two-on-two to watch. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You know, there's a part of me that thinks Cincinnati with how well they're playing and everything, but my heart wants Buffalo so badly. I know. and and it, and it's not even Man. just about it, it. Like obviously the Mar Hamlin thing adds a whole nother layer to it. But no, more so, before that, I yeah, love Buffalo. Yeah, same. It's just like I feel like Buffalo's the team that we all just like have a soft spot for because of the four straight Super Bowl losses. Yeah, but I just feel like too. I just feel like Josh Allen's gonna break my heart. Like he's yeah. gonna fucking throw. You know what I mean? It's gonna be a big moment. He's gonna try to do too much and throw a pick at the end of the game, like in the end zone or in the red zone, something like. He throws too many timely picks, man, for me to like pick them to get to the Super Bowl. Oh, I'm for me to pick for them. me to pick them to get past Kansas City or Cincinnati. He makes too many mistakes. If he can play mistake free football, that they got one of the best rosters. I think they got the you know they got a better chance in the AFC than than probably anybody. But it's just him, his play. I'm gonna still pick them. I want them so badly to win, and really, it's more. If I was going my head, I'd actually pick Kansas City. But I'm going with my heart. I just want Buffalo to be able to, like, this window they have, they've come so yeah. friggin' close. I, I, I would love uh, Stefan Diggs to get one, too. Like, yeah. I like, I'm a fan of his. Yeah. I think I'm going to go Bills and Niners. Um, and, uh, and I think it would be uh, just having Buffalo there would be, would be incredible. So those are our Super Bowl predictions. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
and see they're also um a little baseball news that broke uh this week um Carlos Correa finally has a home. What do you make of the saga and him now landing back in Minnesota on the six-year, two hundred million dollar deal? Man, I think he 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 agreed to like thirty-two years worth of contracts this offseason. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's like, right. Like a half a billion dollars he agreed to in contracts. But I just think it's. I don't think he personally wanted to go back to Minnesota. Hmm. I think that was the spot that, you know, he was familiar with. He knew he was going to pass the physical. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I just think that he kind of, just by him being attached to this Astros thing and all of that stuff and being ahead of it, I felt like it kind of shrunk his market. Because when this thing with the with the Mets blow up, like, Boris could have easily called the Dodgers, right, and been like, hey, we can get, can you get, you want Correa on a six-year deal? Yeah. Like, he could have called the Bronx. Like, we need a fucking shortstop. Like, right. you guys want Correa on a six-year deal, but the fan bases wouldn't, weren't going for it. So it kind of, like, killed his market where he had to go back to Minnesota. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, especially and, the, and, the Dodger that's I, one. That's the what Dodger I'm one's real interesting. Yeah, and that's what I was saying. Just, like, it, it, when he was going into free agency, like, his market is kind of shrunk when you take these the, the, the Yankees and the Dodgers out of it. Like, yeah. you're kind of stuck with whoever's just going to throw you money. And I feel like the Giants were just, that was just a cover-up sign. They didn't get judged, and we're just going to throw this money at Correa because we have it and we need to spend, make a big splash. It's kind of like us signing Aylesbury when we didn't sign Cano that one year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that would have been like that kind of deal. I feel like the Mets just were like, hey, he's out there. We can move him to third base. If we can add an extra guy, like, they didn't absolutely have to have them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So there wasn't teams that just were like, like foaming at the mouth to get this guy because, yeah. because he, like the Dodgers need a shortstop, but they can't bring him to their market. The Yankees need a shortstop. They can't bring him to their market. So he didn't have a market, cuz. Yeah. You don't think he could have come to the Yankees? Why, why didn't he then? I don't know. I don't know if it was a team decision, but I think the fan base here, if he was producing, would have would have been more accepting. Like it sounds like the Dodgers fans were like very hardcore. Like hell no on Carlos you don't, Correa. You don't think the Yankees are like that? I, I'm sure there are fans for the Yankees that are like that, but I think the Yankee fan is so desperate to win right now because you know this gap is very long in Yankee years that they would have <laughs> that they would have accepted him if he helped them win. I, I I think I yeah I just think if if I think if he had a more, I think if they were interested, if if they felt comfortable bringing him in, they would have brought him in, cuz. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Maybe. maybe no, yeah. a thousand percent. Not maybe. Yeah. It's the fucking yeah. Yankees, cuz. Yeah. Like <laughs> one thousand percent, if they were comfortable with him, personally, and who, like, he is. and who he is, he'd be the fucking shortstop for the New York Yankees. Period. Isn't it crazy to think about too? This is a guy who's still so young. He's so accomplished. He's so good on both sides of the ball, and he has this level of drama, you know, and I mean, I wonder if these other teams like the Gi- maybe not the Giants, because I think what you outlined was spot on, but I wonder if the Mets will regret it at all just because of the way he might have put them over the top. Like, man, but, the Mets are good because I know like, they're really I know good. Escobar got off. I keep saying this. Escobar got off to a bad start in the in Queens. But he's a like really him. good fucking player because yeah, like he's going. He's a switch hitter. 
can play third base. He's going to be a really good player. The Mets don't need fucking nobody, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, they're they pretty much set. You know what I'm saying? Like, they locked in. I think the only team, the, the two teams that couldn't, that need him to put him over the top, the Yankees and the Dodgers. Yeah. Yeah. The, Met, the Mets roster is, they're complete, bro. Like, yeah. you're going to take this platinum winning shortstop, glove, gold glove shortstop, and move him to third base? Like, that's, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got, they got, the roster's too much, guys. Like, they had, it was too much. So, the two teams that need him are, is one in the Bronx and is one in Chavez Ravine. And I feel like they didn't want to bring him in because of what it would have did to the fan base. It's interesting, too. So, he's only 28 years old. He's young, guys. And he rakes in the playoffs, bro. Yes, he does. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I mean. So, if you're him and you had, like, you know, 13 for 350 and 12 for 315 and and then you end up for with 6 for 200. Now obviously that's a lot of money. Yeah. Obviously unless you screw it up, you're good. You're set for life unless you screw that up, right? Obviously it's a lot of money and you're going to be a free agent again at 34. Yeah, yeah. Um presumably if you're Carlos, are you at all like oh gosh, like you know I could have had another 150. I could have had another 115. No, or are you like, hey, I got $200 million and I'm going to be free agent again in my mid 30s? I'm good. Yeah, I know he's good, but it's just where he's, it's just a, like the, the fact that where he's, he could have been playing in New York, like having a chance to have all so these So that's what would stand out with you. That, that's what would, would kill me the most is having a chance to come here to New York with everything that that brings. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? All, and we know what that is, whatever, off the field, on the, all of that shit. That it comes to like I'm I'm about to go to New York and be a part of this and then like now nah, I'm gonna rip that away from you now you got to go back to Minnesota because like mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. not even back to Houston you know what I'm saying like you're going back to Minnesota like God dang I, I mean I I'm not shitting on the like the Frank but it's just it's a it's difference because yeah yeah it's yeah, a yeah, difference yeah, yeah. bro it's a difference yeah. so that that is probably weighing on him more than the money is because. When you're young and you're in the middle of your career, you feel like I can make the money back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'll be a free agent again. I'll be able to make the money back. It's the fucking where I'm playing, guys. Yeah. And, and you know, having that chance to play in New York City is something special, something different than, than playing anywhere else. Well, he's going to save some money on state income tax now by being in uh, Minnesota rather than in New York or California. He got the, so. But he's going to spend that money buying fucking jackets and, and <laughs> snow boots and shit. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Seriously. Oh, phenomenal. Uh, I, um, it's interesting to see the saga end. I still am curious if anything else transpires trade-wise or whatever. You know, on the Yankee front, I do still think they need a trusted bat. They need one more trusted, like, I don't want to just say contact oriented, but like a trusted bat. Somebody but like who, who though? Like name somebody. Like like I don't uh, know. I don't know. That's the thing. Like I don't know who it is. You know, like you know, maybe Peraza and Volpe are going to be so good internally that you don't. You know, but you obviously would feel better about your team if your left field situation wasn't what it is right now. Now the price tag on Brian Reynolds seems outlandish. So. I don't know. Man, it seems like the Rangers happen. about to pay that shit, though, huh? It seems like the Rangers about to give it up. Maybe. I mean, the Rangers sneaky, like contender, waiting in the wings here with all the they moves are. they've made. You it, know, it just depends on if the Astros pitching is going to be like if they're going the never give up is, a run. It's yeah. ridiculous, cause yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying. And if that kid Brown can come in and step up and and be what they think he's going to be, 
then fucking Rangers ain't got no chance. That's why, like, the Astros pitching is why you need that one more trusted Bad. hitter. Yeah. But, you know, the Yankees might be looking at him saying, like, that guy isn't available to us now. And, and, and what if that guy season, is DJ, cuz? Exactly. He was You know hurt. what I'm saying? Exactly. He was hurt. So, like, like that, I mean, you know, we, don't, we haven't been putting DJ in our lineup. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, for me, I, I, like, I, I just, we need a leadoff hitter. Who's going to fucking lead off? I don't want Judge leading off. Well, I want you know DJ leading off. I like yeah. DJ lead off. Or, or Judge Bader. Too. Yeah, ba if Bader's going to hit like he did last year, then all we right, let's Bader. roll. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I, but I like DJ leading off. And you're right. Like it's funny because it's it doesn't fit the narrative to say like, you know, not having DJ in the lineup was very significant. But you know, not having DJ in the lineup was very significant. Yeah, Not because to say all, they, they would have no, won the series, but, but just to say that's a big piece. But all we keep talking about is just like their lineup needs a contact hitter. We need a contact. Yes. We need a guy that makes contact. And that guy that made contact and makes contact was hurt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And both two guys, it was him and Benintendi. Yeah. That really, the Yankees made the right moves last year to, to, to make the lineup better and make the team better. It's just the guys got hurt at the end. Right, exactly. That's why I am curious if they say, hey, Let's see what the lineup... Now, some of this isn't going to come to fruition until October, but if they're like, hey, let's see what the lineup... There's nothing appetizing now. Let's see what it looks like with DJ back healthy. Let's see what it looks like Bader full season after you know his playoffs. Let's see what it looks like with a Volpe or a Peraza in it. Let's see what it looks like with Cabrera starting in left field. And then let's evaluate because if we need to, we can make a move in season for that hitter we'd need. You know, But, but maybe, maybe that's how they play it. Yeah, and like... The, the the ransoms usually come down during the season. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah. you could ask for all this shit for this guy now because of the numbers that he's put up throughout his career. But once yeah. he gets into the season, if the guy has, like, a little bit of a down month or a couple weeks, then the, the price, you know, usually comes down. Yeah, no, that's so a good you, point as well. The guys that you really want, I, I like to trade for those guys usually during the season. You know what I'm and saying? There, and there might be some guys available who aren't right now. Yeah. You know, and, and that aspect as well. See... Good stuff, man. Enjoy your uh, football this weekend. Such a great weekend for football, man. It's so man. much fun. Um, and uh, and we'll be back to, to talk about it uh, next week and, and set up the divisional round as well. Yep. Peace, everybody. Peace.